I'm Ashley Baxter, founder of With Jack. And after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems that you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. And in a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. Now, contrary to popular belief, insurers do actually want to pay out claims. But there are some occasions where claims don't get paid. And I want to take a look at the common reasons why, so that you can be in the best position possible with insuring your insurance works for you. Reason number one is that customers claim on products they haven't bought. For example, a customer might claim on a stolen laptop, but they haven't added contents insurance to their policy. Or wanting to use the debt recovery service included an illegal expenses product, but they haven't added legal expenses onto their policy. And this isn't because they're chancing it. It's usually because they don't remember what insurance they bought when signing up. So the solution here is to make a point of reviewing your policy a couple of times a year. Or if you're in a line of work where your business is regularly changing, for example, maybe you're a filmmaker who's often adding new equipment to your kit bag, review your policy each quarter. I know that doesn't sound like much fun and you have a business to run, but we do see this a lot where freelancers make a claim and they aren't covered because they haven't bought that specific product. So a couple of minutes every three to six months to look over your policy and see if there are any gaps in your cover shouldn't be a massive inconvenience. Reason number two is not understanding what the policy covers. Generally, a lot of people don't understand what their policy does and does not cover. And this isn't your fault, by the way. It's our job as insurers and brokers to present this information in a better way. And it's something that we're working on with the next update with Jack. And it's also the reason I'm doing this podcast. So the solution here is that, well, let's be honest, not everybody wants to or has the time to trawl through pages and pages of policy wording and dismantle the legal terminology When I was a freelance photographer looking to buy business insurance, I had no idea how it would help me. I knew I had worries about things like my camera equipment breaking or a client being unhappy with my photos and suing me because I ruined their wedding day, which never happened, by the way. So what I would recommend you do is write down the concerns that you have in your business and ask your insurer how your policy could help you with those concerns. So for example, I'm worried about cash flow if a client doesn't pay me. And if you are currently experiencing any worrying situation and you aren't sure if it's something your insurer can help you with, my advice would always be if in doubt, contact your insurer. Reason number three, the policy excludes that specific thing. Every policy has a list of exclusions and you can find what's excluded in the policy wording if you read the what's not covered or exclusions section. And in this example, what we tend to see is a claim for equipment that's no longer working due to natural wear and tear. So the item is old and it's just stopped working 
through natural deterioration. Wear and tear is excluded from contents policies because it is an inevitable outcome, right? If a laptop is 12 years old and it isn't turning on anymore and it hasn't been dropped, it hasn't had iron brew spilled over it, it's likely to have died due to its age. So wear and tear wouldn't be covered. The fourth reason is that there is no claim yet. In an earlier episode called When Should I Contact My Insurer, I mentioned getting in touch with your insurer when there is a complaint or criticism from a client or you've made a mistake in your work. Like, ideally, you want to contact your insurer at the earliest inclination that there's something wrong. However, those situations don't necessarily mean the policy will be triggered. And that's the fourth reason a claim may not be paid out. It's just too early for the insurer to get involved as there is no claim just yet. And what I mean by that is a client may be complaining about how long something has taken to complete, you know, how long a project is taking, but they as yet haven't claimed any loss of income or compensation for hiring other freelancers or threatened you with legal action. So there's currently no monetary loss that the insurer can step in and contribute to. The solution here is, of course, to contact your insurer as soon as you are aware of any circumstance which may give rise to a claim. A circumstance may be a complaint or criticism or a mistake you've made in your work. But be aware that the policy will only be triggered if there is a threat of legal action, in which case the insurer can provide legal experts to help you, or there's a demand for compensation or damages, in which case your insurer can get involved and potentially pay those costs. The fifth reason is that the situation you're claiming on happened before you bought insurance. So if you've been in business for five years, but you only bought insurance a few months ago, then there's this four plus year period where you haven't had cover And I've seen this happen a couple of times. It's really frustrating where a freelancer submits a claim for something that would be covered, but it's happened prior to them being insured. So, for example, a client approaches you, you know, eight months after their website's been built because they're not happy with how it's it's functioning. Now, the reason that insurers can keep legal fees so low is because not every freelancer will have to use their insurance, right? You're all paying money into a pot each month alongside thousands of other freelancers so that when a small number of those freelancers have a legal problem, there's enough money to cover the legal fees and any compensation if required. Whereas if everybody bought insurance only at the point that they needed to use it, policies would cost thousands of pounds instead of a couple of hundreds of pounds. So the solution is, of course, to buy insurance as soon as you start trading. When you get your first client, you should be insured. Um, Or you can ask your insurer about adding a retroactive date so that you're covered for work completed in the past. I'm Ashley, the founder of With Jack. Thank you for listening to Unsure Insure. If you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new, then tell a friend and leave a review. 